my dear, dear listener. It's definitely evening from where I'm sitting in this recording booth. We have a porthole in here. I make sure it's dark out so I can proceed to tell another terrifying but ironically twisted tale that can only be heard here at the slanted hallway. First, a speedy bit of business at the top of this episode concerning a correction from last week's episode. A listener wrote in, and we discussed it with the writing staff, and yes, we all agree that the Irish don't turn everything they touch green. I would like to point out it did make for a great story. Still, I can understand if not everyone enjoyed listening to The Only Good Irishman, but apparently we are bending the knee to fan mail. In any case, I stand by the ending when all the Irish returned to their home planet and told the main character to not befall such a fate as the Irishman's. Very slanted stuff, if you ask me. I'm married to my work, Mr. Narrator. And this next product is definitely for all you married fellas out there. Want to surprise the wife with something special that won't break the bank? Well, look no further than Thomas Newman's Instant Flower Bouquets. The perfect gift with the snap of your fingers. I was married once, for a time. But I wouldn't change for her, listeners. We now join one Lawrence Cheney, a mild-mannered family man who, unbeknownst to his wife and children, carries a deep, dark secret, not for the faint of heart to know. And this, dear listener, is where my producer has advised me to state a warning for those with degenerative heart failure. Be careful while listening to this story. Anyway, let us join Mr. Cheney as he contemplates how to handle his dark secret at an all-night diner where the Grand Slam meal is always slanted. In that, it's almost not worth the price. You'd be better off getting the deluxe with eggs, which comes with a stack of flapjacks, and honestly, it always looks good on the menu, but you can never finish the French toast. I mean, if you really wanted the French toast, you can just order a side of them for only a dollar. One time, I went to this establishment called Joggies. First off, they've got terrible service. The waitress showed too much gum in her smile. And second, they tried to force the surf and turf special on me, which is ridiculous. It's fish cooked for breakfast. I asked the maitre d', do I look like a smelly foreign sailor to you? No, I don't. I want some big pancakes with a side order of French toast and some Canadian bacon dipped in chocolate. But no, I have to order one or the other, like I was some dirty... Oh yes, this one is called Doman. Donnie's Distasteful Diner. Midnight. Wednesday. Or Thursday. But I got there Wednesday at 11, and I was still there, but I guess technically... Anyway, I... No, no, this is important. Let me check my calendar. Well, that was no help at all. Note to self, date books don't tell you what day it is. There. Now I'll remember that next Wednesday I have an appointment at Unreadable Scribble. Anyway, I'm just your average guy. Well, above average, I guess. Not too much, but like in a crowd, you'd pick me out as being different from the rest. I'm not weird, but... Hey, pal, you gotta actually, uh, what is something to eat? You've been staring at your coffee mug for hours. Uh, Chef Rocco, 
A real scumbag. Anyway, I may be an average guy, but I'm nothing like the other guys. For how typical my story starts, it ends very not typically. Well, the, the ending uh, is at, at this diner for now, so I guess that's normal, too. Alright, I'll say this. My story starts normal, gets really weird, and then, if this were the ending, well, it'd be pretty anticlimactic. But... That was a warning shot, technically, because I'm not wearing my shooting glasses, but the next one is coming right at the grayish blob that I think is your head. Talk about having too much coffee uh, and not enough cups. Yeah, that's an expression, I think. Anyway, to return to my story. Listen, pal, if you're going to keep talking to yourself, I'm going to need you to move to the back of the diner. Listen, buddy, I've had a rough life. Real rough. Rougher than sandpaper. Coarse grit, you hear? I'm a chef slash everything else at a 24-hour diner in the middle of the poorest part of the worst part of this city, which is actually a separate town. I understand a rough life. Not like I understand it. No one's life is rougher than mine. It all started when I was a boy. Lawrence? Okay. There you are. Why, I've been looking for you ever since my Valium wore off. Carol, the woman I was forced to marry after that deal with the Saudi prince fell through. So, Sniggums, how'd you find me here? Must have been very hard to work out that mystery. One that would interest anybody in earshot to hear that long and very, very good story. Sweetie, it's no secret that most of the town losers end up at Donnie's, especially at this hour. I believe it's the third consecutive year that you've been voted the town's number one loser? <laughs> You must be thinking of someone else, Tits. Maybe Mike Lusenfeld? Honey, I don't know how to explain this to you any more clearly. No one cares that you changed your name. You are Mike Lusenfeld. Not anymore, Tuts. It's Lawrence Cheney, FBI. Pretty crazy, eh? Mike Lusenfeld walks into the courthouse and then is never seen again. Where did he go? Why? I bet everyone in this diner wants to know about the wild case. Am I right or am I right? Can I get the check now? Hey, uh, waitress, can I get the check now, please? You're please. really gonna want to hear this story. Let's just go home, honey. You're really not that interesting. Oh, yeah? Let me ask you something, Carol. What if you knew that deep down inside I was some kind of... I would probably be alright with that, as long as it's not the hairy kind of monster. I don't know. My Valium is still wearing off. Give me a minute to think about it. Oh, Carol. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm afraid I've not been forthright with you, my love. I've tried to be the best husband I could possibly be. Like that one time I remembered to take out the trash. Remember? Want me to tell you about it? Eh? I'm going to sit, I guess. I'll have a slice of pie, please. Yes, sit. Come closer. Right up next to me so everyone can see uh, what a good storyteller I am. Lawrence, the windows here are too big for that. Someone could see me. 
I know there have been a couple folks, my father, mother, uncle-in-law, Michael, the postman, Larry, the milkman, and even my good friend Richard Milhouse Nixon, who agreed you weren't worthy of my love. Sure, I said they were wrong at the time. But let's be honest, that was two months ago. <laughs> oh, Carol, my wife of eight weeks, my best friend of six months, my babysitter of ten years. If only I could tell you. Oh, hello there, miss. Might I inform you our specials today are pie and, of course, quiche. Uh, no, no. Don't try to distract us. I must confess my deepest, darkest secret. What's quiche? It's like a pie, but it's for dinner. All right, fine. I I'll tell. I'll tell all of you if you're going to pry at my heart. No one cares. You can keep your secret. I'm sure if it was a problem, I'd have noticed by now. I'm a dough man. So I'll have a dinner pie. A dough man. Great, just a slice and a full pie. What? No, I'm a dough man. Well, is a full pie very big? No, you, you don't get it. Every leap year, I turn into a creature. Half man, half dough. Most folks can finish it, but if you've already eaten, I wouldn't recommend the full pie. But I'll wrap it up for you if you don't finish. What? Why? I, I don't know. Maybe because of the curse? That horrid, horrid curse. Oh, what a world. What a story. Okay, now, what curse? Can we back up a little? My Valium is still wearing off, and I'm really not that interested. All right, all right. Fair enough. It's kind of a long story, but you want to know something? It happened on a night just like this all those years ago. Honey, I told you, if you played the wind chime in here one more time, I would plug you. Now, Lawrence, please, continue your flashback. Things seem to be heating up in the diner's kitchen for one Lawrence Cheney, now that he's revealed his terrible secret to his beloved wife, to one surly chef, and to you, dear listener... We now know he is a terrifying monster known as the Doe Man. The, the Doe Man? Wait, let me... No. I read that right. It says the Doe Man. Ah, oh boy. One of these days I'm going to have to trade in my narrator cap for an editor's cap to weed out some of this dreck. Or maybe I can procure a chef's hat. Perhaps I can open up a small kitchen on the corner of 78 Eastman and South. Call it Nairs or... Slanted flapjacks. Yeah, that would be something. Order up. I've got a hot plate of number two. No rye. Extra jam. Hold on the pastrami. Yes. I like the sound of that. I'll have to fire Janice, though. Saw her stealing from the register again. Accusing me of not paying a livable wage. Oh, huh? well, that will show her. Well, Mother's Day is right around the corner, a mere six months from now. And what better gift is there than flowers? And there's nothing better than instant flowers. That's right, Thomas Newman's instant flower bouquets to the rescue. Just add 38 fluid ounces of Newman's mysterious non-radioactive liquid to your flower bundle, and 45 minutes later you'll have a beautiful glowing bouquet. Thomas Newman's Instant Flower Bouquets, flowers that can smile. My mother always told me, flowers are for the weak. Speaking of the weak, let us return to our titular dough man, Lawrence Cheney, as he recounts his tale of receiving the dough man's curse. 
Stop! Wait! I'm right here! Dang it. Ah, shucks. That was the last bust until 2 a.m. Well, either I walk home now, or wait for the next. Excuse me, good fellow. How are you this fine evening? Ah, jeez. You really spooked me there, friend. <laughs> you should be careful not to jump out of the darkness like that. Imagine if I had a pistol or something. Oh, I can dodge whatever you throw at me. You have to be pretty quick on your feet as a traveling salesman. Oh, man. Another salesman. <laughs> I'm also a man of this profession, but of the shoe variety, which I guess uh, is somewhat related to travel. I've actually had a pretty solid fourth quarter thus far. Not to brag, but I've sold three shoes. Impressive! Well, what can I say? Those two veterans at the bus depot were pretty desperate. Preying upon the desperate. Striking when they're at their weakest. Like a true salesman. There's nothing like sapping up their lifeblood, or as we call it, money. Or moolah. Or greenbacks. Or mazuma. Or simoleons. Or jack. Or shin plasters, and what the French call dough. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, really, I just like selling shoes, uh, is all. I, I should probably start walking. No! Wait! Not yet. We just began our conversation, and besides, it's not like your time is limited. You are going to wait until the next bus if you didn't decide to walk. No... No, I suppose you're right. It doesn't make that much of a difference if I stay or leave. Good! Now tell me, Lawrence, do you enjoy watching baseball? Sorry, but I don't remember telling you my name, sir. Yes, you did. Okay, I did. And we're best friends. Of course, since college. Remember that time you helped me move? God, what a great story that is. It all started... No, 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 you're just sticking with the one flashback. But really, if I dive into the time I moved, you'd understand this whole situation a lot more. It's strange how precisely you recall every word that you said. Well, if I was allowed to do some world building, you'd understand. Now, as I was saying, it was a dark and stormy night. All right, I'm going to speed this up. I'm not a salesman. I'm the devil. I'm looking to make you a deal. I turn you into a successful money-making dough man in exchange for your soul, yada, yada, yada. Now all you have to do is shake my hand and we can- Dough man? There's no such expression. <laughs> Carol, it's really very simple. Dough is salesman talk for money. Again, if you read through the additional material, this wouldn't be so confusing. Now, anyway, after he said he was the devil, this happened. Whoa! Hold up there, pal. You're the devil, and you want my soul so I can become a dough man? Listen, we get it. You got tricked by the devil, and you want us to believe he tricked you by saying dough man, even though there is no such expression. Well, well no, because then how would you explain what happened next? Hello, I'm a very successful and important businessman 
whose name might start with John and end with Rockefeller Jr. I'm a real dough man, which I don't have to explain to you two, is what we call money-making success people. Very important. Whoa! You really are a millionaire dough man. A dough man through and through. Anyway, I'm going to walk off into the dark now, never to be seen again. Return to your previous conversation, right where you left off, as if nothing happened. Hmm. Are you a loan shark? It doesn't matter. I'm not giving you anything. I'm just not prepared to damn my soul to the eternal flame just to get a couple extra bucks in my pocket, alright, pal? Uh, fine. Well, how about this? Your wife Carol would love the extra money, so you could finally afford those cabinets she's been longing for. Otherwise, she might leave you for a man with cabinet money. That's nonsense. Carol would never leave me for over a couple cabinets. <laughs> then again, she does bring it up every day. Coming to think of it, uh, she does talk about how all the real husbands around town buy their wives' cabinets. That's not what I've said ever. Children! I want to have children! Carol, please, let me finish the story. Yeah, she's always going on about something like that. Nya, 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 nya. That's all I could get from her. Anyway, so you can make me the devil? No, no, no. I am the devil, and I can make you a dough man. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, sure, I'd like to make a lot of money. But, hey, miss, mister, would I have to work more, or do I just get it magically? You get the money, magically, of course. No questions asked. And you get to keep your wife because you bought these cabinets. Win, win, win in the devil's book. No, I don't think it's cabinets she wants. Yes, she does. Well, well, all right. You've twisted my arm enough. I would never want to jeopardize my marriage, but could I lose Carol in some ironic twist of fate? Of course, but that's not my department. I'm just the devil. Well, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. Basically. But I'm not going to split hairs. Now put her there. So when exactly do I get the dough man powers? Will the money fly into my pockets or... Oh, about that. I lied. I actually turned you into a dough man. But that's what I wanted. Uh, no, no, no. I mean a doe as in a female deer. You're cursed to turn into a dough man every leap year. You'll be compelled to terrorize and hurt your loved ones by running into traffic and causing them to swerve their cars off the road. It's ironic because I promised to turn you into a dough man, but I've turned you into a dough man. Wait, what? How is that ironic? That's just mildly confusing wordplay. <laughs> it's like a theatrical irony. In what way? It just is, okay? It would be ironic if, say, you lost all your money instead. Even though that that is also a stretch. Uh, just trust me on this, guys, okay? Uh, this is a very ironic thing to happen, all right? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I'm in a real bind for time here, Lawrence. 
I had to trick someone out of their soul, and it was either going to be you or that Lusenfeld guy. But I can't find him anywhere! It's as if he mysteriously, and very interestingly, if anyone wanted to hear about it, vanished. Almost as if into thin air! Wait, this happened today? Uh, yesterday, technically. Anyway, then I said... Wait! Hold on! Come back here! I have so many questions! When is the next leap year? Why don't I turn into a buck man instead? That still makes sense with the money curse thing, you know? Buck? Cash? Right? Interesting? Hmm? I tried chasing after the fellow, but he disappeared into the darkness of night. I've had a long time to contemplate this curse, and I know it was placed on me because of my avarice. Your avarice what? I'm using it as a noun. My god, Lawrence, what a terrible tale. I'm so sorry, Carol. I should have told you the awful truth sooner. Yeah, I second the lady thought. That is a terrible story, pal. So you're telling me you sold your eternal soul to the devil to afford cabinets for your wife? Cabinets or carnations. I know it starts with a C. Baby. A baby. Yes, Carol. A and B do come before the letter C. I'm proud of you. You know, I don't want your kids, actually. Please, let me stew in my irony. All right, bud. Quite frankly, I am bored stiff with you in general. I mean, look at me. I'm ten times more interested than you, pal. A violent diner chef that's allowed to commit murder without any real repercussions. Now that's a real story, pal. Wow, that is something. I wish my husband was a something. General. Uh, no. That's something, sure, but more like nothing. It's like the time I moved. Yeah, now that's a story. See, you'll never guess this, but it was a dark and stormy night, and I had just missed the bus. Never mind that. Here's here's another thing. I, myself, am an actual werewolf. I was bitten while fighting off the Krauts in World War II. I had to murder a whole division of Hitler's finest SS werewolves with my bare hands. Here, look, look at these bite marks on my forearm. Golly, I've never seen bite marks that big on a man before. I mean, Lawrence, did the devil bite you while turning you into the dough man? Uh, no. But the handshake was extremely firm, and uh, it hurt my knuckles. It doesn't matter, though, because here's the thing about moving. Also, leap year, leap year is like every six to seven years, whatever. The full moon happens every month. Every month, I turn into a strong, muscular, hairy, savage monster. Now, that's pretty wild. Oh, one more thing, too. I owe a bunch of money to the mob. I've been dodging hired killers and assassins for several years, but, buddy, Chef Rock always comes out on top, pal. Honestly, I don't know why I'm married to you. I was the first woman to graduate from Yale School of Law. No way! In what field? Yep, a corporate law, but I prefer to work with small businesses. You know? Now hold the phone here. I, I think we're losing focus on my story. And believe me, if I could read uh, expressions or tone at all, I'd start to think the two of you uh, liked each other. So anyway, this is my card. <laughs> and I wrote my home number on the back. <laughs> oh, great! 
You know, the only issue I'd have with arranging a meeting is that I take care of my two children, whom I love dearly. Oh, being a single father must be tough. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Being an incredibly dynamic and very interesting single man is very hard. If only I could join forces with a, a life partner who could help me raise these and maybe even fix some of my bad money habits, then I'd probably be able to live a very long and fulfilling life. So, like I was saying, moving shore is tough, especially when you're the third man on the couch. Now, there's a rotation. There he is! You got that Falcone would forget about your dead chef, Rocco! Let him have it, Tony! Oh, sorry, fellas. I'm all done with this. I, I think I'm going to turn my life around. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You? Chef Rocco? You're not thinking of settling down, are you? Maybe I am, boys. Maybe I am. But Rocco, you've been hurt so many times before. And with the death of your last wife, you're willing to let yourself open up for that kind of heartache again? Sometimes, when you meet the right person, things just click, mobster. Like a revolver? No, you knucklehead. Not like a revolver. Well... You still owe us a lot of money, so unless you have, it looks like we're going to have to kidnap the lucky lady. Well, hold on, fellas. Before we all get settled, I'd like to tell you about our special tonight. It's only left. Eat up, you rube. You mooks came into the wrong diner. Now to mop up this mess before the health inspector comes by? I guess it doesn't matter. I'll just shoot him, too, if it comes down to it. Oh, my goodness. Chef Rocco. You're bleeding. Here, let me plug up one of your multiple holes with one napkin. It's all right. It's all right, Miss Cheney. I'd be in real trouble if these numbskulls remembered to use silver bullets. Besides, it don't hurt too bad. You don't feel pain either? Only in my heart, Carol. Oh, Rocco. Carol, are, are you serious? You're leaving me? I'm sorry, Lawrence, but I really don't like you at all. It was one thing when I thought I'd become an heiress to the Lusenfeld fortune, but then I got my life together and became a lawyer and hopefully now a stepmother. Enough talk, Carol. Let's go get married. Uh, sure, I guess. But we need a minister. Who could it be? Haha! <laughs> Funny story, actually. It all started on a dark and stormy night. Uh-huh, yeah. I just missed the bus when the Justice of the Peace rolled in. Carol, wait, please, please come back. I could be more interesting, I think. Uh, what if I was wearing a toupee this whole time? Carol? Ugh. Well, how about that for an ending, listeners? It turns out the chef was the protagonist the whole time. We should have been following him. How novel, a heroic chef that everyone loves. Even his disapproving mother loved him. The mother who always told him, No son of mine will ever shovel disgusting grease on a stove, especially one who wants my love. You'll go into radio just like your father and his father before him. I don't want to go into radio, mother. I don't want to talk into a microphone for money, mommy. I want to bake apple turnovers for the whole neighborhood. And then I'll be loved and respected. Tune in next week for another horrifying tale, courtesy of the slanted hallway, where a man wakes up in a world where mothers don't exist. Everyone is pleased about it, 
revealing that having no mother is a true metaphor for happiness. Now I must take one of my classic staring into space naps on the office floor again. This one goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. To our lovely staff, do not disturb.